Hey everyone, uh, episode 144 is with our good friend Jimmy Drama, who you may remember, uh, sat and had a chat with him back in January, I think, I think it was January, he's the uh, lovable rogue chef of the mean streets, um, yeah, I actually had a chat with him the day after um, I talked to, we did the low hanging fruit episode, so yeah, um, just staggering the release, obviously. I mean, who am I kidding? I'm not staggering anything. I just haven't been able to edit it. <laughs> um, but yeah, enjoy. <laughs> there are improvement works ahead, so this train will terminate at the next station. Take news, Take news. Hey, 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 he should have been slapped as a child. He's a spoiled, spoiled little Greek rat who's probably been treated like a prince. I'm, I'm not a crook. I burned everything I got. But you also had people that were very fine people on both sides. Well, not one that I could touch, like, that's all behind a fucking cabinet. Cabinet. Because like, I, don't, I don't know if you've gone to the markets or whatever, like, there's always that one guy who's got Super Nintendos and Nintendos and shit. Which market? Uh, I don't know, one of those random ones. No, it's a question. I'm not, I'm not being smart. No, 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 it's a... What's the one? Caribbean market? Caribbean market? Caribbean market? Yeah, Caribbean market, whatever. Is it Caribbean or Caribbean? Ca- I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you go there and there's always one guy... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like you're gonna get ready to. <laughs> okay, so there's, there's this. <laughs> there's always that one guy who like has all these consoles behind a glass cabinet, and he's like, I didn't know that they had them behind cabinets. Oh, they do now because they're worth like three, four hundred bucks. What original consoles? Yeah, my like I've got that Mega Drive. Yeah. Actually, that that one there is a mock-up. That you wouldn't tell, would you? No. If you pick it up, it weighs about 300 grams. Not even. Yeah? It's yeah. dead air. But I've got an original. I made a, an ex-neighbor of mine actually still has it. I've got to get it off him. And I've got a SNES floating around in here as well. Like Nintendo 64s, two, three hundred bucks. I killed myself like 2008, 2007 to get like an ex-girlfriend uh, Nintendo 64 with uh, Super Smash Brothers. And and a controller, like a second controller. I dr- I went to one Turner Market. I went to that's when eBay was still sort of big. I remember uh, auctioning and getting a copy of Smash Brothers. I drove to the servo on Hawthorne Road and North Road to pick it up from some random guy, <laughs> and a memory card as well. The memory card. I need the memory card. So this, I didn't like the sixty four. It was like that's all we had. It was that or Sega PlayStation. Sorry, PlayStation One was PlayStation out. One. Yeah, that was yeah. the best. But six, the 64 to me was a child's uh, console. It was all shitty, well, not shitty, but they were just all Nintendo platformers, which I didn't play. They're all adventure games. Yeah. That they were its focus. And the controller was a joke. The 64 controller was one of the most unergonomic. What's wrong? No, I was just scratching, oh, you, my, no, just scratching no, you, my arm, man. You know that, but you're like, you, you did it in such a an emphatic, regal sort of motion. Oh, my arm pops. It does this. Yeah, mine so, does too. Yeah. Oh, do you know what's ridiculous now? If you want to buy a Nintendo 64 with two controllers, you're looking at 500 bucks. The fuck, games as well. Fuck off. Original price from when they came out. 
that's insane. I didn't think the 64 would become that iconic, man. I know for Super Smash Brothers, a lot of people lost it. No, this is what I think it is, because we did speak about this before, how everybody wants to um, relive their childhoods. Well, I've got a PS2 there. Yeah. That's a PS2, and like I said, there's a SNES in there, and I'm going to get my original Mega Drive and try and get it back here. That guy actually owes me. But those carts are originals. Yeah, I'd, all I want is, I want a Nintendo 64, and you can get, like, a, an eBay cartridge with every single game ever ever made. Yeah. And yeah. I'll, I'll, play, I'll go through them. I'll play them. I know I'll get bored of it, and I'll know I'll put it away, but I just want, there's a couple of games I want to play. Why don't you just get an emulator? Uh, I can't be bothered. I actually want to see it with can't a controller. Can't be bothered. You're in front of computers all day doing nothing. Yeah, but then it feels but like... Can't be bothered. It feels like work. I actually want to, you know... I'll and- be honest. One of the cool things I've done in here is sit there and play that, that Mega Drive. Yeah. I, th- I think I've got a couple games here. Like, I've got Muhammad Ali's. I don't know what else I've got here. If you want to have a look, we'll see if we can have a game of. Yeah, we could go through it later. No, I'm serious. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll yeah, well I'm bouncing the audio out. We'll just um, we'll go through that shit. Can I, t- can I get the... The headphones? Can what? I get some volume in this? Is, what do you mean? It sounds like really... Too soft? Yeah. Hang on. Uh, number... Please? Yeah. Better? No, it's gone now. Gone? Hang on. Talking to... Hello. No, yeah, that's better. Obviously it's gone because no, it's, it's talking. It's, no, it's there. It's now. Like, when you had it there before, there was nothing. Uh, are you right now? Yeah, it's beautiful. Oh God, we um wait. What I, oh yeah, you're inhaler, man. I don't know about you. Maybe it's because I've got high anxiety as well. I always feel like I buy one and it disappears within twelve hours. Yeah, I lose them. I lose them all the time. I have no idea where they go. No, like literally, I I go in and buy two boxes because I don't have any, and then by the end of the day, they're both gone. Out I, out of the boxes, opened up, and I might find the lid. Yeah, yeah. Do you find this little blue cap lying around you? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm always stepping on them when I'm barefoot. I'm like cursing the living daylights out of everything. <sighs> Dude, like I remember going to Greece and I'm like, like I got to stop at the chemist. Like, yeah, give me four of them. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, Why do you need four? I'm like, two. I know I'm going to lose. One, I'm going to end up like losing at the beach somewhere, and this one's going to be the one that I actually re- really need to use. That's going to be sitting in the luggage. You know what forever. I remember? Do us a favor. Pull this in right directly in front of you. Uh-huh. There we go. I remember when I was in Greece in 20, uh, 2009, 2010, and I had whatever inhalers I had from, from Melbourne, yeah? Yeah. I took one of them in to a, a chemist in Athens, and I said, I need one of these. Oh, no, you can't get that without a script. I said, look, I just, I just want one. I'm from Melbourne, blah, blah. I was like, all right, which one is it? Like, out of the box. Yeah. I said, I don't know. Like, it's, it's this, you know? Well, we have these here. Well, just open the fucking thing up and show me which one it is. It's like, well, no, I can't open it up. I don't know which one it is. We can't open it and then give it out. This is a woman was saying it to me. I still yeah. remember her face. I'm like, man, I just want to know if it's the right one and I'll buy it. And she's like, well, I can't, I can't sell it to you without opening it up. It's funny that, like, you need a prescription for this, but every other fucking drug on the wall over there that... Uh- yeah. And I, <laughs> I remember specifically... Going back, uh, buying it, she hands it to me, I opened it up, and I think it was the wrong one. Yeah. I'm like, for fuck's sake, like, this isn't it. Oh, what do you want me to do? I went back like a week later, and there was another guy working, a couple of randoms. I'm like, hey, man, like, I'm after this. He's like, yeah, I think it's this one. So he's pulled the box out, opened it. Yeah, yeah, here you go. Yeah, here you go. It's no, no problem, no problem. <laughs> I, I understand the situation. I understand it's a chemist. I understand that there's protocol, but at the same time, if I've clearly come from another country and I need medicine, and I'm, I'm like, can you please just give me the damn thing? Like, 
don't know. Don't you think there should be some leeway? I do. Yeah. I mean, usually they ask for a little bit of money on the table. They stare at you like, you know, you're like, oh, you want this one, do you? That actually hurts me. Yeah. The grease is so, um, it's still like that. The little facula. Yeah. When was the last time you went to Greece? Just before COVID. Did you? Yeah. Just before COVID. Um, we came back four months before everybody got like locked down, airports, everything. So you were there for winter? Yeah. What did you think of Greece in winter time? I've done, I've done Greece in winter. It was fine. It was fine. We just, like, we, we, it was just a spur of the moment trip. When we got there, it was just ending the end of summer. Yeah. And we ended up going to Germany, like Switzerland, all these things. Where'd you go in Germany? Uh, just Berlin. Ah, okay. Yeah, so but I never got it, to It's just, yeah, it, it, yeah, it's fine. It's like, yeah, <laughs> everyone's just like walking on the streets, drinking, partying. I liked Stuttgart and I went to Frankfurt. Like, I liked it, but they're different cities to Berlin. Like, like, I, was, different. like I was mentioning before, Portugal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, like, I was like, I'm going to break in these brand new shoes and everywhere is just like tiles on the floor <laughs> and I'm just sliding, my feet are hurting and all that sort of stuff. But um, we got to Bar- <laughs> we got to Barcelona. Here's one. So we get to Barcelona. My feet are killing me. I'm like, I can't wait to just get to the hotel. And apparently there's some fucking protest. Oh, some government is. body like got thrown into prison. So the whole country's like, hey, let's all march to the airport. Let's block every single road coming in and out of the fucking airport. <laughs> so there's me and my missus walking down the freeway with our luggage. And everyone's like, welcome to Barcelona. Walking down the freeway? Yeah, I've, I'll show you the video. We're just walking down the freeway because everyone's protesting going towards the airport. It was insane. So, did you walk until you got like a cab or something? We walked until a very nice person said, hey, where are you going? I'm like, we're going to the city. Yeah, yeah jump in the cab with us. And th- this was like after five hours of the plane landing. How long did you walk for? About four hours. You walked for four hours in Barca yeah. with your luggage? Yeah, on the freeway. It's really long. I, I, I went to Barca in 2011, so I don't remember the airport ride to the thing. Oh, I remember the plane landing and looking looking down, and I'm like, wow, that freeway is full of people. What's going on there? And I was like, and then when we get it, when we get off the plane, there's, there's security, like, you don't want to go outside. Was this the last trip that you just took? Yeah. Like, I've never, I was in, I was in Barca during summer, so I can't imagine what it's like during winter. It was, it was, it was fine. Is it, it was, cold? No, it was just the beginning of winter, so there was uh, still- Yeah, little, no, that's the best weather to, to go to your- Still a little bit of sun, not that many tourists. Yeah. But, but a lot of people just- What did you think of La Rambla? Yeah, it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, yeah, it looks good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, it was all right. I'm trying to find There's this. pickpockets everywhere. Everywhere. Like in France, Paris, they're like, excuse me, you want to sign this? No, go away. You're such a cunt. We just want to get all like signatures for like the deaf kids. I'm like, yeah, so you can pickpocket me. Fuck off. What and do you mean? So they've got this scam. Like they walk around Paris. Scam. They've got like a little, like, oh, can you sign this for us? Yep. Cool. No worries. They're like, oh, what about a donation? No, but you've signed it. So you have to give us a donation. And while you're getting like distracted and all this sort of stuff, somebody may or may not come behind you, either try pickpocket you or grab your bag or something like that and run off with it. I've always... Not admired, but I've sort of been really impressed with the pickpockets that can sort of lift your wallet without you even realising. Ah, man, always. Yeah, but like the whole, like, you know when you see them, like you see the examples on YouTube where they walk up to them and like just brush by them like for a quarter of a second. What's that? That was uh, in, in Barca, outside the front of our hotel room. They decided to set all the bins on fire. Jesus. This was last year? Yeah. Oh, no, not last year. So it would have been like 2000. Oh, t- sorry, 2020, 2019. Yeah, it would have been something like that. Okay. It was. In- I've never seen anything like this. It was insane. And what was it over? Uh, some political party figure. 
And I remember like my insurance is like, yeah, we need a, we need you to have a video of yourself in the riots so we can actually help you get out of the country. And I'm like, okay, cool. So, so we you just- have to take like a selfie inside <laughs> yeah, the riot. That's why Mrs. Walking down the road. And it was, uh, I don't know. It was weird. I remember. So- <laughs> in order to help you, in order to get amnesty out here, we need you to take a, a, a POV shot and a selfie of you holding the newspaper in front of a tank. Yep. While it's bearing down on you. So it was funny because we end up we end up running into all these other tourists and they're like, Oh, we're fine. I'm like, No, we're not. Are you crazy? You're in a different country. You need to get like yeah. you need to stay in your hotel until this blows over. And I remember this this like one of those massive trucks stops in front of us and all these cops get out with that battle gear on. Oh, no, the attack vest. Yeah, the attack vest. And then they start shooting tear gas everywhere. And I go to Vanessa, I go, run, run, run. And everyone's like, no, we don't need to run. We have our passports. I'm like, they don't care about your passport. Just keep running. <laughs> you hold it out. Like, oh, we're and, tourists. And I remember this tear gas. I heard something go past my head. I'm like, well, what was that? And it was like a tear gas can just like flying over our heads. And I'm like, yeah, this is it. We're out. And we ran back to the hotel and that was it. And the next morning we got out of there. So everyone's like, oh, did you like Barcelona? I'm like, no. Wait, hang on. Did you have a ticket? Booked for the next morning? Or no, so just- we call, call the insurance company and they're like, okay, we need a little bit of evidence. I'm like, just Google it. You'll find it. <laughs> you see a, a photo of me running yes. with my hair on so fire. It was pretty much, yeah, cool. That's no problem. Just book a ticket and then send us all the paperwork and we'll pay for it. And we got the hell out of there straight away. Was it hard for you to find a flight? No, no. Like in the... Like, everyone loves to protest at night, but in yeah. the morning, siesta time. <laughs> it's a slow start. <laughs> I remember everyone in the morning just... Everyone's just cleaning up the streets, no problems. It was like, yes, they, they had a protest. No worries, no worries. Night time to live in La Vida Loca. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, there's no one out. It was, I remember it was like a public holiday here. Like, it was dead. It was I, quiet. I remember Barca for, for very few things. One of the things was every dude was just arrogant as shit, trying to pick up your missus or, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just aggressive. I, just every, like, people can spot you a mile away if you're a tourist. Like, you want to go see the stadium? You want to go see the stadium? Like, yeah. I don't like football. Like, you don't like football? I'm like, I don't like it, man. Come on, your missus wants to see the stadium. No, leave me alone. <laughs> I just remember being approached by a lot of people. But because by that point I was darker as well, I sort of looked Spanish. And I was like, I just looked at it. I'm like, Fuck I, I miss having a really nice tan. <laughs> yeah, I actually haven't had a tan since. I've got, you've got the t-shirt tan? I've got the t-shirt tan. Uh, I've got a bit of it over the last week because I've been out. need but... a proper like wog tan. We haven't been to the beach. Nah. I missed summer this year. Yeah. I was at the beach for three days when I was in South Australia. That was it. It's going to... Man, Melbourne summer is like two weeks of like just pure hell. And then... Yeah, like the country's burning down. Gone. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, okay, okay, bushfires everywhere. And then like the other countries, like the other side of the country is flooding. <laughs> it, all, it always Why happens. Is that? No, like honestly, Victoria's on fire. Brisbane's underwater. Yeah. That's been like that for years now. Yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm that's it, it, it's for been, 10 years. I, I remember asking my mom, okay, hey, when you moved here from, <laughs> when you got off the boat, was it always like this? Was the weather always fucked in this country? She's like, oh, yeah, it's always been like this. But you're right, it's always flooding somewhere. Like, there's flooding right now in- Queensland's still underwater, yeah, isn't it? I guess so. But like they were saying how Sydney- Sydney! Sydney's been underwater for the last like, couple like, month. Yeah. But we haven't seen any rain up until the other day here in Melbourne. No, it rained for like four days. Yeah, I said it the other day. I said it when it started. Someone was complaining about it. And I said, listen, number one, we're at the end of autumn, like with the start of winter, where rain is expected. And number two, this is Melbourne, and we haven't seen rain since like December. Do you, do you remember when we used to go out in the city and there'd be like a massive sign, Melbourne Water Reserves under like 
eighteen percent. Yeah, and all that. The and drought. Like, yeah, I remember. I had a conversation with my old man and my and my uncle. We're talking like when the when the restrictions were first in, and I said something like, "I feel sorry for kids in the next in the future." Because they're never going to experience what I experienced as a kid with the water fights and all that. Those are the water restrictions. Ah, oh, dude, just watching my dad wash the concrete down. <laughs> <laughs> Started at like one in the afternoon, didn't finish till seven. Cause I was like, say, since I'm using all this water, I'm just going to clean the windows I was as well. Say, once, once the sun set, <laughs> if you had a dart as well, yeah. until your mum called you in to, like, to have dinner or something, yeah. that would be it. Yeah. I, like just watching my dad hose, like, and he's like, ah, oh, the, the dirt hasn't gone far. Far enough. I'm just going to hose it off the off the road as well. Yeah, but they never <laughs> physically use the vutsa or anything to like scrub it. They just no. hose low pressure. Do you know what I mean? And I remember like my dad like I have to go to Bunnings get a get a bigger hose. <laughs> <laughs> you come back well like look at this thing and do like a fireman's hose just in the middle of the road just hosing it down. Remember some neighbours like hey mate you waste the water. My dad's like fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> just, just just looks at him dead in the eye. He goes fuck off. Ziggy in the mouth. Fuck off. I remember my, I'd come home during summer and my mum would have a tap running, like, to save her plants from, like, the drought. You know what I mean? Yeah. Said, I think I need the fita. Yeah. And I'm like, ma, okay, we're under water restrictions. Don't worry about it. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> the, the world is trying to conserve water. I think it was, this was, like, I think this was the end of our high school term or something like So we ran out, of, we were running out of water. Yeah, we it was have, end of high school started. Didn't have like, gas. Something was going on with the gas plant because it exploded. That was no gas plant was 1994. I'm no, 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 1998. Yeah, because I was in I was in uh, Greece for the first time. And then we had it was gas, electricity, and water just like went to hell. Like I remember Do that. You know what it felt like the end of the world. No, no. no looking <laughs> back at it now, it's like SimCity 2000. Oh, <laughs> like what next? The fucking aliens coming <laughs> yeah, in? Yeah, man. That 3D demon just comes with the spider legs. Oh, how was church this year, man? Church. How's church? Did you go to church? Let's talk, about <laughs> Let's talk about church. Let's talk about Wog Easter. Uh, How was it? Wog Easter. How was it? I turned up at my mum's house yeah. at, fuck, maybe 20 to 12. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 20 to 12. I was yeah. depressed. I was still working. I watched the Carlton game. I got depressed. I just sat on the couch. I'm like, nah, you know, I, I can't go anywhere. And then, yeah, it was about, it was about 11. And I'm like, I better have a shower. So I got up, had a shower. I didn't ride the bike. It was too cold. I'm like, nah, I can't be stuffed. Got back in the car, drove to Clayton. It was literally 20 to 12 when I got to my mum's. Yeah. Sat down on the couch. And then I was like, yeah, and then my aunt, he's like, yeah, let's go to, you know, let's walk across the road to the church. I'm like, okay. So we went. Is it a straight shot? Just cross the road it's where they're? literally there? 40 meters. It's not oh, far. Beautiful. Yeah. And um, as we're walking there, my auntie was like, oh, it's, I think pretty empty like you know where is everyone i said oh we're early she goes what time is it okay it's 10 to 12 (laughs) okay if we got here at 10 past you go you might start seeing a crowd pull up just as the lights coming out it's definitely the crowds are definitely thinning oh dude my my church was packed really they got some new priest in there He's doing... He's, some headline. <laughs> yeah, he's going to... And my mum's like, you know what this priest did? I'm like, what? So at this church... He performed in, the miracle. At this church in uh, Brunswick. Uh, the where is pri- it? I actually have no idea where the Greek church is in Brunswick. I, I think it's... I also left there is. That, that means nothing to me. Yeah, I mean... Whereabouts? Uh, Albi- like, Albion Street in Brunswick. Oh, Albion. I was going to say, like, Moreland side, or is it the... It's Brunswick. Brunswick, Brunswick. So pretty much during the last maybe, like, decade, this priest that they've had in there <laughs> has covered everything in plastic. 
<laughs> so you know when you walk down the, down the aisle, like yeah. they got that red carpet. I don't yeah. know. So he's covered in plastic. What about the cues? Like the, seat, the seats, the cues, like even like pictures of like Jesus and all that sort of. It's covered him in plastic. Why? Everyone's like, I don't know, man. Maybe he wants it to last forever. <laughs> what? Because, a what? Maybe he's cutting corners. I don't he know. Say, he sends back the cleaning bill to the archdiocese. And my mum's like, it's like that was saved fifty bucks. <laughs> Mum's like, Slash the budget. they've got a new priest there. He's taking the plastic off everything. He doesn't care anymore. Oh. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm a renegade. Like, and I'm listening to my mum. I'm like, yep, yep, cool, cool, cool. And we go there. The You know, what's the one they walk around the epitaph field? Yeah, Friday. Yeah, you get there, and it's I've never seen so many people. It was Wait, full. you went on Friday? Yeah, Friday what night. What are you doing there? I just I just go. It's just, you know, it's it's a habit. Like, I like to go for the full walk around the block. Don't stare at me like that. I just want to go. I, I went for 20 minutes. I'm going to go all day. Yeah, but I go purely to chaperone two old women, <laughs> like, so they don't get lost in the dark. I think it's just something that we all always did growing up together when we were kids, and, like, me and my sister want to continue that. Like, you know, we go, we do that, and then we disappear. But, like, looking at everyone, the crowd, you're like, oh, he's, I know that guy from high school. I know this. And you get the yell, hey, man, how you going? You married yet? No. Nah. Kids? No. Nah. And you see him, he's got, like, Four or five kids, just like shut up. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing with yourself now? Not much. Oh, yes. Yeah, like, but are you religious? Mm, yes and no. What do you mean? Well, I went to that. I went to school. I, every school I went to was like uh, yeah, it was a uh, Greek Orthodox. Yeah. Then I ended up going to like a public school, and from there, I you know I started asking myself like questions like yeah. oh, does this really work that way? Does that you know, because why do I find Jerry attractive? <laughs> <laughs> just go. I remember the, like the first day of going to this public school. I go to one kid. Hey man, where's prayer? <laughs> he's like, what? I'm like, you know, morning prayer. Where's morning prayer? And he's like, you're fucked. Get away from me. <laughs> you're the weirdo. So kid. like, there was that whole thing of being Greek, and like, all I did was go to Greek schools, and then like 1998 went to a public school. Yeah. And why did you change schools? I hated going. To, went to St John's. It was yeah, just, it was just shit. It was just everything was about. Your uniform, what you're doing, your hair color. I remember there was a girl at the school who had like her natural hair was red, and I remember during that morning prayer, like one of the guys is like, "Hey, <laughs> you need to dye your hair back to black," and she's like, "This is my natural hair color." <laughs> so I was like, "Mr. Burns, you know that?" Was like, <laughs> I told you to trim those sideburns, and she's like, "This is my natural hair color," and he's like, "I don't believe you," and she's like, "Yeah, it is," and like, "No, nah, get out of the school," and like, called her mom, fuck come off. and get her mom. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, there was always something stupid like that going on with that school. Always. They brought in these, like, these people from Greece. They're like, oh, we've got all these great teachers from Greece. They're going to take care of the students. Yeah, because the that. Greeks are so much better than Oh, that, man, yeah. these guys were the fucking worst. They were some of the worst teachers going. They just wanted their visas and whatnot. So, wait, you had left St. John's in 98, so you yes. would have been, like, 14 or 13. Yeah, and then, going like, it was a completely different world going to that school, like, going to a public school. Yeah. Like, Okay, so I remember saying, where's, where's prayer? And the guy's like, fuck off. <laughs> and then like, okay, cool. And then someone's like, hey, man, it's a B block. We don't do fucking prayer here. But yeah, okay, cool. And I was like totally, I had no fucking clue about the real world because I was just in that Greek community focus, you know? The March, the Christmas, the Easters, all that sort of stuff. <sighs> Look, man. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Go on. <laughs> it's... <sighs> I'd never had an Aussie mate. Yeah, so that's strange to me. Yeah, never had an Aussie mate. Because where we lived, it was all Greek. My auntie lived. All my aunties lived in the street I was in. My aunties, my cousins, the whole really? street. Yeah, dude. Yeah, see, I'm Everyone. different. But I'm the, different like the, that. The worst thing about going to um, 
going to a public school was like your mum ended up sending you to Greek school on a Saturday morning. Yeah, I did the Greek school. Oh, dude. That's uh, how you met my cousin? Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much how I met you. I remember going there. Wait, so you, you had only been going to Greek school from 98? Yeah. Went there. Oh, see, I always thought you knew, like, I thought you knew my cousin from, like, back in the day. No, nah, no. Nah, went to 98. I didn't think I knew your cousin until about, like, probably year 10. <sighs> no. Hang on. Year 10 was when I met all of... Uh, I'd already known you. I'd met Pete in year 10. Yeah. It was six. It was sixteen. Look, we all knew of each other, but we never really hanged out till we actually got a little bit older in like year ten. So the first that- time we all hung out. See, I remember you from like seeing you at the Barella every was, year. Was it Metro? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. You were the first one to come along out of everyone. Yeah. Okay. Now that I'm making the see, that's the thing, man. I've known you like twenty plus years, but there's there's gaps in like that back end. Yeah, there's always gaps. No, no, like, do you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. always knew you from hanging around with m- my cousin. So, I always used to see you at Barelacy. Every time Barelacy would end, I'd link up with you and, and Bill and we'd go to, like, the um, Lonsdale Street after that. Get a suvo. Yeah, standard. But as a group, we all didn't hang out. I still remember it. It was someone's 16th birthday, like, either Mars's or Pete's or someone's. And we all went to Lon- uh, Lonsdale Street. There was a fester of for some kind. Whose birthday's in March? I don't know. <laughs> someone's birthday's in the group. Someone's birthday's in March, because that's why we all met up. So we went to a festival? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lonzo Street was having a festival. I don't know what it was for. Sure, was it Ligon? No, 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 no. I still remember it, like, vividly. We're standing on the corner of Lonzo Street and Swanson Street, and that's where I remember meeting all the years. I still remember that, like, crystal clear, because it was the first time I met Pete. I was- Pete, Pete and Mars were the last ones that I hadn't linked up with yet. You I'd known from the Barella see from before. That's why I'm saying it. Yeah. We were 16. Like, that's how early it is. I don't really remember. So, you would have known Bill from, like, 98 onwards. Yeah. Nine, yeah. 98, went so to Greek school. That's when I would have see, first met you, man. We would have been, like, 13, 14 tops when I first met you. Yeah. But I only saw you, like, once a year at the Barelasi. Yeah, we didn't really catch transport or leave or go. No, anywhere. no, we didn't, we didn't have no. that luxury, man. We are kids. <laughs> see, <laughs> Your parents be home by seven. Like, <laughs> Fuck, man. Get home now. People, uh, people but, always say, like, we don't want to grow up. But I love adulthood, man. You do whatever you want, whenever you want. Yeah. Like, no, like the, the, no ifs, ands, or buts. It's depressing getting old, but at the same time, what's the trade-up? Living under a roof of someone else and having to adhere to, like, rules, regardless of how, how much of a rebel you are. I, one of my mates goes to me, I said, uh, my missus is going away for a couple of days. He's like, oh, man, you get to do whatever you want now. I'm like, what, what were you what doing do you, before? I'm like, what do you mean? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, your missus is gone. You can do whatever you want. You can go. I'm like. She lets me do whatever. He's like, oh, yeah, lucky you. And I'm like, so- Who are these man-childs? I don't know. Like, the, I guess because they got kids and whatnot. So, so like, what? Gotta stay home because this. Yeah, but- Okay, that's bringing another another argument. Uh, I, I'm not drunk enough yet to go there. Um, I, I was just going to say, like, with the- I actually don't know much about you from those years of, like, say, 98 to- Let's say 97, you would have been in year seven. You're like me. Yeah, so yeah. from 97, went to, I went to St. John's yeah. Greek Orthodox College, for people who know that. And it, like, it, it was, like, I loved all the people growing up there. But as you get older, you see a couple of things like, this isn't, this isn't a school for me. This isn't right. Yeah. Don't really want to be a part of this community. Because the community there started suffering a lot. And that school all became about money. Like, money collecting and, like... Like the, every other religious institution. Yeah. And I, I remember like my mum was always the one person that would stand up for anything or any person there. I remember one of the teachers said, oh, this, this, and this. And my mum's like, uh, no, 
That's not how you talk to them. That's not how you're going to speak to my son, and that's not how you can speak to the students. Yeah. And I remember my mum going toe to toe with one of the priests, and he's like, <laughs> yeah, 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 like faces, yeah, like touching. And she's like, he's like, we don't have money for this and this and this. And my mum's like, you just sat down on a golden chair. You know, if you sold that, I'm sure you'd be able to pay for like food for people for about you three, four years. Yeah, you could. And like, I remember going into some of their offices that have like these giant pictures, like. There'd be gold all over it, and it'd be worth those those icornas. They're worth a fortune, man. Like especially they, they get them sent from Greece or whatever. Yeah, my uncle used to used to make them back in uh, Thessaloniki. He used to t- charge a fortune for them. He's like, yeah, mate, good business. All, all these icornas, but something that huge, it'd always be like that. So we ended up leaving in '98 and going to the school in Essendon called Buckley Park, and like that was just like in my head, like holy shit, like there are white people here. <laughs> that and I, and I was ignorant. I was like fourteen, ignorant that sort of stuff. Yeah, and like like I mentioned before, like where's prayer? Like get the fuck away from me. I'm like cool, no worries, thanks. Yeah, see, I was always part of the public school system, but I went to Greek school as a kid from like grade two to grade six, and yeah. then year seven and eight, I did Greek at my high school because it was an elective. It was a second uh, yeah. like a lot, you know. And then um, year nine and ten, I went back to Greek school, <laughs> which was like getting sent back to prison. Yeah, that was fucked. That, that that stung, man. Like, imagine being 15. It's like you're going back to Greek school. Like, man. I just remember getting yelled at. I remember you, me and your cousin just getting yelled at all the fucking time. I got yelled at a lot in Greek. By by year 9 and 10, I was starting to get yelled at. Well, I was consumed with music. I wasn't paying attention to anything. I will never forget there was a day where the teacher's like, whose handwriting is this? I'm like, it's mine. No, mate. It's not your handwriting. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, you've never even, like, I never handed in any work. So he's like, whose handwriting is this? It's mine. No, I'm calling your mum. <laughs> My mum, I'm like, I can, I can do the exact same handwriting here. And he's like, no, I'm calling your mum now. My mum comes, comes down. What do you do? And he's like, this isn't his handwriting. And she's like, Jimmy, write it down. Here you go. She's like, don't ever fucking call me again. I'm busy. Was it your handwriting? Yeah, of course. I just never handed in any work for anyone to notice like what my handwriting was. <laughs> my first language was Greek. English came second. Yeah, same. And I think it was about six or seven I started learning English, something like that. Were you that bad? Yeah. Like yeah, every, see, I like, wasn't. Everything was Greek, man. But the only thing that was English was Van Damme movies, maybe Rambo, <laughs> Steven Seagal. <laughs> the the family-friendly f- uh, flicks, yeah. Yeah, like on Beta. Did you ever have Beta? How did you have Beta? Um, so I think my parents got robbed back in the early 80s, and insurance were like, hey, we've got this VHS slash Beta. Do you want that? <laughs> my dad's like, yeah, I'll take whatever. <laughs> And so we got the VHS beta combo. I, had no, I did not know anyone with a beta player. Yeah, it was us. <laughs> <laughs> One video storing forks, another just kept renting we're the beta tapes. And I remember that beta tape, you could record like six hours on that thing. It was a premium um, form of technology, but just didn't catch yeah, on for some stupid reason. Parents were ballers. <laughs> Those tapes were about like $4 each, like very expensive back then, just to get the blanks. I didn't know your first language was... um. I, I didn't know that you only started speaking English to like... Wait, like six, seven. Yeah, yeah. See, look, we all grew up the same way, like with the Greek in the house and all that. Like my, you know, spiti mas mono Yeah, you know, like I heard that my whole life. But my mum made the, like they made the effort to teach us English, but it was the go-to would be Greek. Nah, they, no one made the effort till we actually. Because I remember, like the schools that I went to, went to a school called Evangelistria College. Okay, and that was like just the beginning of my childhood. It was just Greek. There was English classes, yeah, but it was always in Greek. Everything was just Greek. How can you have an English class in Greek? So you'd have like so it's like Greeks trying to teach English. Yeah. So yeah, you'd so have like a, you'd have like a half hour class of like learning your alphabets and stuff like that. And I remember like being in Saint John's, like str- like 
easy with the fucking Greek. Struggle with the English, like how to spell Kit Kat or some shit like that. Well, the English is from Kit Kat with the K. Yes. Yeah. Like, cat is with a K or a C. How did you... I See, I don't remember you like your old lady or anything, man. I met him. Yeah. I've been, I mean, I've been to your house, but I don't remember him. Were they full fobbed, like fobbed out hard? My, my mum was a little bit, and then she actually changed. My mum just like, oh, no. Like, my mum changed with the times as well. Yeah. Like, she would always like... She, she would... Um, what's the best way to say it? She would, it, it took her a while, but it'd be like, no, we can't live like this. You know, like. We can't live no, like no, this. No, that's, that's the wrong word to actually say. Like, my mom would be like, no, you can't think like that. Yeah. You know, like, you Greeks have to marry Greeks sort of a thing. Mom was like, no, you can't think like that. You're like, you're in a different country. You'll meet different people. You don't always have to, like, stick mm. to that Greek lifestyle that everybody else wants for you. <sighs> nah, man. I can't handle that shit. I was going to say, <laughs> see, I don't know that much. Like, with Easter, like you just said, yeah, how was your Easter? With me, Easter's just nostalgia. Yeah. Because I don't, I mean, I'm not religious, um, and I've worked nearly every Easter for the last decade. I could give a shit about Easter. It means nothing to me. Yeah. I like the fact that on the Sunday, I'll go see my cousins and get together with, like, a realize I see once, twice, three times a year. Yeah. But outside of that, like, obviously, the religious holiday means nothing to me. Um, but for me, it's more depressing than anything because it just starts. To, I start to think about the shit that stands out at Easter. So for me, all the memories flood back to from early as early as primary it's school. Like PTSD, is yeah, what it is? yeah, PTSD, big time. Like I don't know about you, man, but like I mean, I was traumatized through high school and primary school. I was bullied into the ground. Yeah. So I've got no positive recollections from any of those things. I I got bullied in primary school. And I remember year seven, I never got bullied at St. John's. Yeah. And that's the one thing, like, everybody in that class, I still, like, they never bullied me at all. But going to this other school, I think it was, like, the first day I was there, I got knocked the fuck out. Really? Uh, yeah. You know, like, someone was like, hey, man, where are you from? What's your name? And then someone stood behind me and they pushed me over. Yeah. And so, because I fell to my back, then I got jumped on. Oh, yeah. And I remember just, like, just copping it and waking up like, like I had no idea what happened. So I hit the back of my head, had like all these scars and stuff. Mum's like, first day, what's going on? I'm like, I, I don't know. And I was like, oh, am I being bullied? So yeah, that happened like, I think the first three, four years going out of school. See, that's what I mean. Like with me, when I think of Easter, automatically takes me to my childhood. And it's sad, but my first... <sighs> okay. As someone that's has suffered from mental health issues, like, you know, for the last fucking better part of two decades or whatever, I don't I don't like when people try to dismiss mental health. Like, I'll just get over it. You know, let it go. Get over it. Let it go. It's like I, we... You see that a lot from Greeks. Oh, Greeks are the, the worst. Yeah, like, they don't believe in mental health. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Yeah. Then just smoke and drink till they die. You know what worry, I mean? Don't worry. Don't worry. And then they come out of, like, Dan Murphy's trolley full of, like... <laughs> Like any uzo or whatever they can get their hands on. Like, don't worry, those are, fine. It's, it's, those things are for people that can't deal with their lives. <laughs> starting at the sparking a dart with a dart. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, did they? Like, I don't know. Dude, like sparking a dart with what, a dart. What are you worried about? What's wrong? You got everything. You got everything. <laughs> Just have a coffee. Relax. Relax. It's fine. It will take care of you. And I remember, like, everyone will take care of you. It's fine. Like, yeah. You're okay. not <laughs> Hasn't had a meaningful conversation with his wife or children in 30 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
I just remember like my auntie telling my uncle, um, my auntie's like, I need a new oven. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, it's fine. She's like, it's not fine. It was like one of those ovens like from the 60s. Yeah, I can, and, like, I can see it. Do you remember how they used to all look white? Everything was white. Yeah, was and then white. after a while, they started like going to that like creamy color. Yeah, because they were getting and, smoky yeah, and she's like, He's like, it works perfectly fine. She's like, half the gas in there doesn't work. We're, we're going we're gonna to die one day. He's like, no, nah, no, nah, she'll be right. She'll be fine. And eventually, she eventually gets one. And he's like, keep cooking. <laughs> this is what you want. It, it, it bothers me, man. Like, like, I, like, like with the whole PTSD thing, yeah? Like, people sort of say, like, people don't believe that I was bullied, yeah? Like, they, they can't see it. They're all, oh, you're so confident, blah, blah. It's like, no, nah, man. Like, I'm as insecure as anyone. And obviously, who I am now is not who I was when I was 12. Yeah. When I was 12, I was the smallest kid in class. I was quiet. And I was always an introvert, no matter what. And I sort of started using comedy and jokes to try and break, like, just, like, broker, like, new relationships and shit and just try and get people on board because it was easy, because I was always a target. Yeah. You know, because I wasn't, I know I wasn't a stupid kid. No, none of us were fucking done, but, like, what was it? Did we have a fucking target painted on us? I don't know. Look, Look, I can see why. I mean, I was an easy target. You know, I had a sister who was an extrovert who was physically bigger than me. Yeah. You know, I was quiet and I wasn't stupid. So, you know, the, the kids that weren't dumb usually got picked on to begin with. You know, yeah. If you show any form of intelligence or whatever. And because I grew up in the house that I grew up in, like, you know, my old man was like the A and that was it. So yeah. you fell under those rules. You knew not to break them. I knew what right and wrong was. And I generally steered from right. I never sort of fucked around until – Oh nine ten when like my mental health started deteriorating and I started you know dealing with like painkillers and shit. But that's the thing, man. Like, I mean, you really sort of it's sad because like when you talk about Easter, it sort of drums up everything that I used to be depressed about, and like it's all just negative memories, man. Like I think back to primary school and, and high school, my initial memories are all negative. Yeah, all negative. Like I, I can tell you right now, I can't think of many positive experiences. Like, I honestly cannot think of many positive experiences. It's like talking to people from high school. Who do you talk to from high school? One person. One. Yeah. I talked to maybe one, two people. I, you know who I talked to? I talked to John, who comes on here. Yeah. And I, when I was at church on Saturday, I ran into one other person who I went, to pri- I went to kindergarten, primary school, and high school with, and I've always been on, like, positive with them. Like, they're fine. Like, I've known them my whole life. And, yeah. then, and I said hi to him, and I might flick him a message throughout the year, but that's it. For myself, the bullying came to like a massive, became a massive issue for me at about, I think, 2000. Do you remember how fat I was when I was a little kid? I wasn't fat, but I, I, I carried a bit of weight. You weren't fat. But I carried weight on but me. But you weren't skinny. Yeah. That's the best way to put it. And then I got to a point where I just went super skinny. You, by the time we, we were 18, yeah. I rem- I've got photos of you from my 18th birthday. Yeah. Do you remember it? Where, where was it? We went for dinner on Chapel Street. Is it, do you remember you? I, I remember exactly what I was wearing. And I will never fucking forget <laughs> it. All right, I was wearing this yellow t-shirt, and <laughs> you go to the table behind us, and you're like, you wrote something down. And you're like, can you tell this guy to take his jacket off? And then you made it. Some girl comes up and she's like, hey, take your jacket off. Are you serious? Yeah, I don't and, remember that. And I was like, okay, now what? And she's like, and you're like, you just burst burst out laughing at Cafe Greco's. And really? You're, and you're like, ah, gotcha. I'm like, what? I don't understand. I don't remember that. It was with my cousin, like the one time you met my cousin. I don't, I don't remember any yeah, of this. Yeah, I remember. I will never forget it because <laughs> like 
I was like, that was a bit embarrassing, but <laughs> I don't, I don't remember it. Yeah, so Did like, you? no, it was funny. Now that I look at it back, so my, I remember I was packing a bit of weight. Then I got really skinny, and I was like, yeah. I got skinny because, to be honest, like I, I was just getting bullied so much. I didn't know what to do. I remember like, yeah, you're always sort of husky, and then the 18th birthday was when like I hadn't seen you for like a year or something, yeah. And then, when we turn, all turned 18, we all started going out. Yeah. And I remember seeing you thinking, what the fuck? Like, you've transformed. And then from 18 to 20, yeah. you just lost, like, just kept losing weight, like, the whole time. You were, like, raked in. Yeah, it's because like, I didn't know how to handle mental health. It was not nothing at school to be, like, you, like, no one, the only person that ever asked me is if I'm okay was my sister. She's like, are you all right? I'm like, I don't know. She's like, well, what's wrong? I'm like, I don't know how to explain it. But, like, thank God for her because I would have fucking kept getting skinnier because yeah. she, she would take me out every day, like, hey, let's go get something to eat, let's go to Suvo, let's go get Red Roost or whatever. And it was that, the, the constant fucking bullying at school. It, was ju- it just wouldn't stop. It would come in, like, different... It wouldn't be the people in my class. It would be people in other classes. Like, it would just come from out of fucking nowhere. Or if I went to go catch a bus, I would get bullied on the fucking bus on the way home. And I, and I was like, who the fuck are you? And, like, I never fought. I never raised a fist to anybody, like, growing up. And it was just, it didn't fucking stop. It just kept going. You know what annoys me? And this is where, like, the trappings of mental health sort of come into play. You look back at it now as an adult and you think, what the fuck was I doing? Like, why was I dealing with that? How was this even happening? La, la, la. I think back, one, <laughs> I said this to someone a couple of years ago, right? So we are talking about, like, this sort of shit. Yeah. I said, you know, were there incidences? Like, you know, what really bothered And I remember one day I just snapped. Out of nowhere, I just brought this up randomly. to someone who didn't grow up with me, didn't go to school with me, nothing. I said, you know what gets me angry? I go, this is when I know that I've got, I've got issues. Like, clearly I have issues. But this is how bad PTSD can be for someone that was bullied yeah. and went through mental health shit. I'm a grown man, all right? I mean, I'm in my late 30s now. This would have been in my mid-30s when I sort of had this epiphany. I go, I mean, I'm a grown man living my own life. You know, I don't answer to anyone. I work. I pay bills. I pay rent. I'm doing what I want to do when I want to do it, you know. And here I am thinking about something that happened in 1999. Yeah. You know, 1999, like 20 years ago to 14, 15-year-old version of me. Yeah. And I'm thinking about the individuals involved. And then I'm, look- I'm looking at them clinically. And thinking, why the fuck did I ever take shit from you? Yeah. You were a fucking loser. And uh, there's one incident now, and to this day, I'll never forget it. There's this one guy that I went to Greek school with the second time around. So, like, 2009, 2000. And he was from the southeast, like, Bayside area. And I went to, obviously, I was going to a Greek school in the Bayside area, even though I was from the south, inner southeast, like Clayton. So, we were different kettle of fish of Greeks, yeah? Yeah. Bayside always had a bit more ifos, like a bit more aera, you know. There was this one guy, and he wasn't particularly funny. He wasn't partic- He wasn't like an attractive kid, you know. He wasn't a smart. He wasn't athletic. He was just a dumpy, random, bland cunt who was okay for a laugh every now and then, but he was just a cunt. Yeah. Right? And that's how he sort of got by, by being a cunt. I still remember him asking me. That I'll never forget this, man. He asked me what my favorite... Greek team was. I think I might have turned up wearing like an an Ajax scarf or something or a jumper, like a we, shirt. We, we all had those scarves because they were gifts from overseas. Yeah, all the I got time. it from Greece. Yeah. Yeah. I either turned up with an Ajax scarf or maybe he just asked me because I was drawing the logo. I can't remember. He goes, like, what's your, what's your favorite team in Greece? I said, Ajax. 
He's like, Oak. I'm like, yeah, I go, my old man's favorite team. So, you know, that's, that's who. And he started calling me a Turco. And I'm like, what? He's like, oh, fucking Turco, blah, blah, blah. I know Ayuk was the first team. Like, this is what I know about the team now, right? They were the first Athenian team. Yeah. From Athens. Yeah. The first major Athenian team. So they're considered a team of, like, the original Athenians. The team itself originally came from uh, Constantinopoli. Yeah. Right? So border town, basically, you know when it was still disputed and shit. But they're literally the biggest Athenian team and the oldest, right? He was calling me a Turco because the team came from fucking Constantinopoli. So he was calling me... Yeah. And I, I, think, and I just looked at him like, what the fuck? And from that day, like, I remember like just sort of stepping away from that cunt. But I listened to him call me this for like fucking five minutes. And I got a couple laughs out of other cunts as well. I remember running into him like five years later or something at the Parkdale Church at Easter time. Yeah. Right? When we go to my auntie's house who lived in Aspendale, we go to Parkdale Church and I'd see all those Bayside cunts, all the guys I went to Greek school with, all that sort of shit. I remember seeing him one year at Parkdale and I remember saying, I think I might have said hi to him. I just sort of looked at him like, you look exactly the same as you did like fucking five (laughs) years ago. You're probably still hanging off like your old man's balls right now. Like, yeah, nice seeing you, man. And I walked off. I think about that guy every four weeks. Just randomly. Randomly at two in the morning. I don't remember his name. I don't remember nothing, man. But I'm like, if I ever see you, motherfucker, I will grab you by the neck and I will punch the living fuck out of you. Just based on what you said to me in 1999, calling me a Turco for no good reason whatsoever. Dude, there was this. So my Greek school story is, I think it was the last two years being with your cousin and that. We all started getting older, growing up, you know, going out, partying and whatnot. There was this guy in our Greek school and he I, he would just always, like, he would torment me when no one was around. Yeah. He'd be like, hey, man, can I talk to you? I'm like, yeah, yeah, cool. And I had no idea what the fuck he would be like that for. Like, he would torment me all the fucking time. And every week, any chance he had, he'd, like, push me into the wall. So I didn't want to fight because, like, I was fucking skinny. I'm like, I'm going to get my head kicked in. I'll just ignore it. I remember being, what was it? I remember like years later figuring out that one of the girls liked me and didn't like him and she told him. Oh. And he's like, like she's like, oh, no, no, I don't like you that way. I like. Yeah, yeah I'm into someone I, I like, else. I like Jimmy. And once he found that out, that was it. <laughs> that was, yeah. my life became a living fucking hell. She didn't even make a move on me. I'm very disappointed about that. <laughs> <laughs> Message her on face. Hey. <laughs> hey, I got my head kicked in because of you for two years. And like, I remember seeing her, I remember seeing her at auto salon one time. Like, you remember that shit? Like, auto she's like, salon. I had the biggest crush on you in Greek school. I'm like, that's nice. That's, that's cool. Yeah. It wasn't even in our fucking class or anything. Just I had the biggest crush on you, Jimmy. <laughs> I'm like, yep, cool. Thanks, Norris. That, you know, you hated you. That guy hated you because like, I rejected him. And I'm like, yep, cool. Cool. And I was like, I'm, it was so fucking dumb. It's shit like that, man, that keeps that, me up. That happened more and more. Like, it became like just men fighting men because, like, girls, like, oh, I'm not going to talk to this girl. You fuck off. Yeah, yeah. That's just teenage boys not knowing how to deal with testosterone. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, man, like, PTSD generally, like, with bullying and shit like that, that's what will trigger me at 3 o'clock in the morning when I wake up in a cold sweat by myself. I might, like, go psycho and start stalking shit on Facey, just trying to remember cunts. I do that, too. And it's like, what am I doing? And I'll tell myself, like, what the fuck am I doing? I don't care about any of these people. But what angers me is the fact that I put up with shit, 16-year-old me, 17-year-old me, 14-year-old me, allowed myself to be in that position. 
and be t- like these cunts don't give a fuck about me now. They're, I'm an afterthought. I'm yeah. I don't register on 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 the thought. Yeah, but it's like, how the fuck did I allow myself to go through that? I know I'm stronger than that. But, and it's I always sort of talk like it's weird because I don't run into anyone now ever. I mean, I live in another part of town. Yeah, I've got another different life. I don't hang out socially with any of these people. So I always sort of say to myself, what the fuck would I do if I ever saw these people? Dude, like the thing was like when us going to that Greek school, like everybody, the parents all knew each other. And the other thing was like, oh, do you think you could take my kid to school? It's on yeah. the way, that sort of shit. We had a group of kids that my mum would take to school because she was friends with the family. Yeah, the standard, right? And they yeah. would just fucking torment me in my own, my mum's my car on the way to school. And... You know, when, when they came over to the house, they would fucking talk me in my room. I remember closing the door. I'm like, I don't want to talk to you guys. And, like, they'd just barge in and, like, destroy my fucking room. Like, destroy my Nintendo, my t- like, my little toys. All that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, like, all your memorabilia that you had growing up in your room yeah. and them just fucking teasing you about it. Like, you got a Bruce Lee poster. Huh? Yeah, I used to pop that too. Like, isn't he dead? I'm like, yeah, he's dead. So what? Like, oh, you got, like, I remember having, like, a Robocop poster. And, I had a Bruce Lee poster, man. Yeah, I said it right, and they tore it off the fucking wall. And yeah. they're like, oh, he's dead, don't worry, you don't need this. And I'm like, motherfuckers. And I remember, like, it came to a head eventually when I grew up. It just, like, fuck off, I don't want to talk to you, don't look at me. Have you seen any of these people in the last five, ten years? I saw one cutting grass. <laughs> <laughs> I remember driving past. With a dart. Just- and I remember he's like, ah, oh, dude, it was beautiful. He was like. <laughs> Seven times overweight, big fucking beard, having the whipper snipper on the side, dart in the mouth. And I'm like, oh, things must be going great. <laughs> and then I was filled with a little bit of joy. I was like, yeah, I feel good about that. And like, it was just that sort of shit. It's just dumb. Like, I wish I had the information that I do now, like, and I could fill myself with it and be like, these cunts won't matter a fucking thing. But it mattered because we were in school every that, fucking day. That's the problem, man. Like... I mean, look at it this way. Things are different now. I'm, I'm assuming they're different now. Like with kids in school, like they get a lot more prep on mental health. There's a lot more awareness, all that sort of shit. But I think about how we were raised like 20 years ago. Yeah. And it's like, you know, how do you leave like say high school knowing that all the only thing you have is emotional baggage of shit? I remember my dad looking at me, I give you permission to beat the shit out of them. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I really don't want to. And your dad, like, didn't understand the consequences because like, like, they used to brawl whatever the fuck they wanted. Yeah. And you're like, Dad, they, they know, like, 50 Vietnamese people now. You can't just start <laughs> fucking fights with them. I, dude, I remember this one kid broke up with this. I remember this one kid broke up with this filo chick at um, school. And all these fucking fillers rocked up with, like, machetes and shit. Standards. And everyone's like, I remember there was, like, a fucking class meeting. I was like, right, no one wants to go out with this girl ever. Like, she's barred from, like, anyone going out with her. I was like, holy shit. They're not in a position to make that call just because- They did. They like- Filipinos rocked up. <laughs> Dude, it was funny as hell. They rocked up in R31 Skylights. Of course they did. It was like a little crew. Where is he? Oh, obviously he's sick today, so I remember <laughs> saying, like, he's not here. He's not here. But it was all for show, fuck. I know, it's- It's not enough to just say you're going to get over it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, the- you don't. It stays with you forever because it's it's your first fucking memories. You remember you remember everyone from high school because it's your first memories. They are like they're the beginning of your fucking life when you start maturing into like an adult, like going from teenager. Even primary school, I can remember nothing but negative memories. Yeah, because it was like you're safe at home, and then your mum's like, "We're taking you to school," and then you go to school and you'll just get fucking ran over by everybody. I 
Like, that's the thing, man. Like, if I can name workplaces that I've been to, yeah, they may have been completely toxic, but I've still got some decent. I can name a couple hundred places. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm serious. Like, if I look back at like the last five places I've worked at, yeah, and I could give you some fun memories from a lot of those places, yeah, yeah, people I've met, you know, people I've maintained friendships with, like all that sort of shit. It's stuffed to go from say 1990 to 2002. That's that's 12 years, and not have a single positive recollection of shit. Nothing, but it's all negative. And I, I remember the faces. I don't remember the names. Do you ever get the one where, like, say you're out and about and like, hey, man, how you going? Good to see you. And you're like, and you reciprocate on the on that. Like, hey, bro, good to see you too. How's things? And they're talking to you. And then in your brain, the cogs start moving around. You're yeah. like, you motherfucker. I remember, I remember the last time I saw you. Yeah, you were like, calling you- me something, something in front of someone else. Yeah, you piece of shit. And you're like, yep, all right, man, I've got to go now. I'll see you later. And you're like, motherfucker. And then you get a fuck Facebook friend request. You're like, fuck off. Oh, yeah, no. Nah, I, I, Man, even with Facey, when I used to have it, man, like the, my original personal account, I'd get requests from people I went to school with and I ignored them all, man. It's like, what do you want now? You, you bullied me. You had nothing nice to say. Why are you adding me on there now? But that's what I'm saying, right? Like, our reputation can proceed. Like, you know, my reputation precedes me. You know what I mean? <laughs> I hear that all the time. Right? Like, yeah, I meet people and it's like, oh, you're dear. I'm like, what have you heard? You know what I mean? Your reputation now is like, it carries, right? And whether it's, you know, you're a piece of shit, you're a scumbag, you're a good guy, whatever. All these people, like, say, from the past that were bullies in high school, do you reckon their current partners and wives or husbands, you know, know what they were like growing up? But definitely not. And is it dismissible? Yeah. They, they shrug it off like nothing fucking happened. But that's what I'm saying. They, they've got no, Like, these people have got no idea that they made your life a living hell. They've got no fucking idea about it. Or choose because, not to remember it, because, yeah. Because they just saw it as like a giggle. It was a fucking laugh to these people. And they moved on with their lives while we were fucking there struggling. Like, why the... F- like, because it wasn't just from that one person. It would... It would, domino, no, it, it, would, it would domino at school. Yeah, 100%. And this is spread. what they don't fucking get because they saw their mate pick on this person. Oh, I was fucking pick on this cunt now. Yeah. Do you ever remember going, like, was there ever a day for you in high school somewhere where you just absolutely, like, just beat the shit out of someone? Me? Yeah. One time? Yeah. And I remember it vividly. And, like, it's the one time and the one time only and, like... I you, still remember it, man. Yeah. I, I'll run you through it right now. It happened literally a K from here. Yeah. Not even a K, man. I still remember it, it was a, like a, a sports day, right? Like Tuesday Arvo or whatever. Whatever day we had sport, you know, generally. Yeah. And there was like a – something was wrong. I don't know. Something happened. Maybe there was teachers away. I don't know what it was. But sport day ended up like the afternoon sort of periods became just free for all. Like everyone just sort of splintered off and did whatever they wanted. Yeah. Right? We're all in groups. And at one point, we're all in a group around uh, the roundabout at my old uh, campus. And everyone's there. Everyone, like everyone's just congregated. Guys I went to primary school with, people I went to Greek school with, people I went to high school with, you know, everyone is there as a group and they're all just talking shit, there's guys, there's girls, like, you know, whatever. And for some reason I became a target, like for, for standard, right? I became a target about something and people, someone started giving me shit about something. And I just had like, I'd had enough, right? This is probably like 98, I think, 98 or 99. I, I can't remember exactly. And... um. Yeah, it had to have been there because we were at the junior campus. And um, I'm sitting there and I'm just copying it, copying it, copying it. This cunt's getting like a laugh. And this guy that was doing it, I'd known since grade two. I went to primary school with him. And then when we got to high school, I basically introduced him to all my, my primary school mates. And he introduced like all his primary school mates to like me. And we sort of forged the two groups together. Yeah, because we were the common link between everyone. Yeah. So I'd known him the longest out of like anyone basically. 
And he's giving me shit, giving me shit. And I'm just like, oh, fucking like, shut the fuck up. Like, stop going there. Everyone's laughing. Girls are laughing. So, you know, like you're fucking like 14 or 13 or whatever, copping shit. And you're like, man, I don't want to fucking deal with this. Kept hearing it, kept hearing it. And then something snapped. Like, I don't know what it was, man. I just got up, launched at him. And this kid was like lanky as fuck. And I was short as. But like, man, I did fucking martial arts for like eight years. Do you know what I mean? I had my old man working me in the backyard. Like, I was... I was strong. I used to wrestle my old man as a kid. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was physically strong, but I was tiny. Yeah. I just launched, went straight at him, like sweep kicked his fucking legs out from underneath him because he's like, oh, I was just looking at, I just remember seeing him laughing at me and thinking, you fucking dumb, ugly, lanky motherfucker. Sweep kicked his legs out from underneath him, pushed him down, and his, his, his face was just like, like horrified. Like, like, he didn't know what was going on. No one knew what was going on because I just launched like from where I was sitting launched at him and he had this look expression on his face that was like horrified shocked like a whole bunch of range of shit i've just gone straight at him landed on him started like wailing at the cunt until like we were sort of rolling around and in that chaos like i remember my sister there everyone's there like screaming like what the fuck la 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 rolling around with him on the ground until i worked my body around into a position where i basically had him like a headlock yeah and then like hand on his throat like just literally choking the living fuck out of him like i had him almost like in a like a um krav maga fucking lock like on the ground like a bjj move choked the living piss out of him to the point where it was gonna like it would have gone until my sister i remember my sister like grabbed me and like was yelling at me like get off him get off him like i could hear like chaos it was all red and all i could hear was my sister's voice and so i've like let go eventually they've pulled me off like i've let go and he's sitting there and he's, like, playing, like, the victim, like, oh, oh, you know, whatever. Everyone's, like, catering to him, like, oh, you know, you okay? Are you okay, bro? Yeah, everyone's, like, around him. And I'm just sitting there. My sister's losing it at me, like, you're a fucking psycho. What the fuck are you doing? I just looked at him. I said, fuck you and all. And I got up, grabbed my bag. I walked off. Then I timed the walk, man, because I'd been to his house, man. I knew exactly where this guy lived. I'd been in his house. I'd been in his life literally for, like, by that point, like, seven years, right? <laughs> no shit. Time the walk. I knew how long it would take for him to walk home to his house, and his house was always empty. Time the walk. I sat in my living room, man. Darkness, just sitting there. Pick up the phone. Dial his number. He answers it. Hello. Okay. You ever disrespect me? You make me look like that in front of everyone else again? I'm gonna come and fucking kill you. Is this him? Like, did you hear what I said? Yeah. I'm not saying. I'm not having this conversation again. Are you all right? And I hung up. That was the end of it. How easy was school after that? Because there was where you beat the shit out of someone. It got better for a bit. Yeah. But then it got worse again. Yeah. Standard. But I'll never forget that because I remember just seeing this guy laughing at me and making just stupid comments and I just, something snapped. I'm like, and I remember thinking in my head, you dumb, f- ugly motherfucker. And I just sweep kicked him. Dude, like getting up and like launching, sweeping this cunt, dropping him hard on the deck and then just fucking laying into him. It was, man, I think about it now and it gets me angry because I should have done it more often. And I just allowed myself to get pushed around. Man, I got bullied relentlessly by people, like groomed relentlessly. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, just fucking put in your place. You tell a kid they're weak. You tell them they're stupid. You tell them that they're, you know, they're smaller than you. They're, you know, not as powerful as you, not as smart. They'll believe anything, man. Then they just, they work themselves into a corner. I think about half the people that have bullied me in the past and some of them I've, I've, I've sort of rectified now. But most people I haven't even run into. But again, like you said, people don't know. 
they don't fucking know what it is they put other cunts through and they just expect you to get past it. And that's what bothers me the most, man. I remember being on public transport, like, and this kid just kept fucking, just fucking disrespecting me. I remember jumping off the bus and he jumped on, he got off on the same stop as I did. And I remember just grabbing him by the hair, putting him on the la- on the telephone pole and just fucking screaming at him. And I punched him one time and out of nowhere, his mum fucking pulls over and she's like, Foxy, get in the car. Foxy? Yeah, his name Of course was, his name was Foxy. And um, I remember seeing him again on the tram maybe like four years later, and he's like, he's jacked as fuck. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, here we go. I was coming home from work, and he's like, you remember that day that you did that to me? Yeah, you fucking deserved it. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to get my head kicked in. And he's like, I'm going to get my fucking boys onto you and this and this. And he starts naming out people. And I'm like, you know, he died like a year and a half ago? And he's like, what? Are you serious? And he named this one guy, and I'm like, you know, he died, right? And he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, you know he's dead, right? And like, what? Well, like, yeah, he died. Like, there's a full, like, newspaper article about it. He's done. And, like, his guy just, like, stopped in his tracks, sat down. This was the beginning of, like, having, like, iPhones and news and all oh. like, And he Googles it. And, he, and I said to him, Google it. I'm not fucking lying. Googles it, starts crying on the tram, and, like, then just disappears. And, I was, and everyone's like, that was, someone looked at me like, that was quick thinking. I'm like, I don't think it just came into my fucking head that this person passed away. And he was, like, in shock that this person passed away in the manner that he did as well. He was like, oh, and he just ne- never saw him again after that. Fuck. And I was like, but, like, obviously I was his bully for him to remember that shit, like, four years later. Yeah, but what wasn't he think? hammering it to you? Yeah, he fucking deserved it. Do you remember that clip that went viral, like, ten years ago or something about that kid? The fact you that, like, body slammed Yeah, yeah, that, there's that little runty kid. That was like he body slams the esche, and when he gets up, he's like he's all fucked. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Clip. Who deserved who deserved it in that sense? I saw a guy, I saw a kid sticking up for himself, man. I it's fine, I reckon. Like violence isn't the answer, but when you're getting physically attacked and coaxed, dude, Mike Tyson on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. well, 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 Mike Tyson's quote, like uh, social media has got you pretending that you're not going to get. What did he say? I don't know. I didn't even see it. He's got some amazing fucking quote. Uh, about social media. Oh. Tyson. Yeah, he's like, social media made your way too comfortable with disrespect- disrespecting people and not getting punched in the face for it. Really? Is that the quote? Yeah. It's the truth. Yeah. Everyone's untouchable because everyone thinks that social media, like it would be on, you know, someone's recording it and you're safe. If as long as you're seeing as the aggressor. He's lucky Mike Tyson wasn't in his fucking prime. He'd be dead. Even Mike Tyson now would punch the fuck out of you. Yeah. He was just in the plane and he was like. The, the guy was just so excited. He looked, he was, he was just jacked up. The guy was like, oh, Mike Tyson. Like, and you could tell he, he wanted something. Like the way I see it, like he wanted something to happen. Of course people, he did. people are always out there to get rich or something like that. But that's that. what I'm saying. Mike Tyson's done like a 180. But you know what I hated, man? All the articles that came out about it, they all start talking about Mike Tyson's like. Hey, Mike Tyson served time for rape. He uh, bit someone's ear off. It's like, yeah, he's also like the youngest heavyweight of all time. Like, yeah. he's an Olympian. He, what hasn't he done? He's been reformed as well, man. Like, everyone knows that he's a, he's a gentle giant now. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, he's done a 180 on his life, converted to Islam, found peace, found inner peace, confronted his demons. Like, he's done so much work to get past what he did in the fucking early 90s, late 80s, and that's going to haunt him for the rest of his life. Meanwhile, the dumb fuck bullies that punched pummeled us into the ground for the, the hot, and they've subsequently left us with PTSD, they're walking around like it's nothing. Yeah. And they're not getting chin-checked by anyone. 
I wish they would. How would you feel, man, if you found out that your missus or like your partner or something, whatever, was like a massive bully like when they were in high school? I don't like. I don't think I could see it. Like I know I see her. Like I don't feel like she would be a bully. Yeah, because like she's discussed. Like no, no. Gr- I'm not saying your current missus. I'm just yeah. saying like let's say. Yeah, I I don't know, man. I don't know how I'd feel about it. Maybe if they're like, oh look, I'm a different person now, and like yeah, you'd you know, have to hear an explanation. I was a jerk and like person I bullied, like apologized, except like yeah, okay, I get it. Yeah, I get that. But, but yeah, man, I never got apologies. I got one apology once. Never get it. And apology. I said, mate, little too little too late. Fuck, You're well, 10 years too late. Well, lucky we don't have guns in this fucking country. I've got guns. Yeah, I know. But like, <laughs> but like you know, like walking into Kmart and being like, give me that 22 cal. I'll get that Glock. And like, can I get in four days? Yep, cool. Like shit like that. I mean, these I've Amer- got a gun. Yeah, these these American, American kids just getting bullied and they're like, oh, I'm just going to get my dad's gun. I'll be back. Like, just so fucking easy for these people. That's not hard, man. No, we'd have like a massive problem. Dude, the, to get a gun in this country, I had to... Sign the form, yeah, and then I had to go do a safety test. Oh yeah, and the safety test was wasn't thorough. Okay, like you had a written test. It was just like multiple questions. I like, guess. Yeah, wait, oh, man, what did you answer this one? Yeah, man, that seems right. <laughs> and then um, that was it. What do you think? Is this the safety button? Yes. Uh, yes. Food yeah, goes in here. Yeah, I think you're fine. <laughs> like, what what do you think about this shiny little piece over here? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It wasn't that hard, man. There was a lot of levels to jump through, but don't you have to? Comp- Continuously completed every six months or something. Is that what it is? Was it every year you got to redo the whole thing? A handgun, yes. Yeah. A handgun, you've got to physically go down and participate in like uh, tournaments, competitions, even local stuff. Yeah. Just to say that you're actively a shooter and this is why you have a handgun. Yeah. Because they're they're a lot more, obviously, a lot easier to conceal. You know what I mean? Like everyone wants a gun because it looks cool in a movie, but no one wants a long arm rifle to fire, shoot rabbits with. You know what I mean? But it wasn't that hard, man. I don't know. I I think the trauma that we faced as kids, it gets brushed over. And now, like, you look at the suicide rates in Australia, and it's like, you know, men from the age of 28 to 45 or whatever it is are the biggest demographic. They've carried all this this weight on their backs going into, like, you know, going into their 30s and 40s. And, like, when they find – no, I've also seen, like, a lot of people, like, when they find a partner and then that that relationship becomes toxic and this person's got – all this shit that yeah, they've the baggage, yeah. Like they've finally found someone you think you can connect with, and then like that ba- that extra baggage jumps on top. Like there's nowhere for like there's there's nowhere for them to go. Unfortunately, and they think that this is the best idea. It's you know it's I don't know. Like the mental health has completely changed for us in Melbourne in the last five years. I don't see anything else like in Europe and all that sort of stuff, but I do see a lot of it here. Because yeah. it's all different in, like, I think it's different in every state and every country that you go to. Like, if you go to Greece, mental health, nah, whatever. It's not, it's not nothing. Like, Greece, Italy, all those sort of things. It's like, be a man. Like, it's it's like, just be a man. Like, light a dart, punch your wife. Bottle it up inside for the next 50 years and then. <laughs> until it form becomes and, a cancer. Until you have kids and then just let it out on them. Like, <laughs> just that. But, like, it's get, I think it is getting better in Melbourne. Like, there are a lot of um, avenues for help for a lot of people. I wish they did have this stuff for us when we were younger. And I remember, you remember trying to tell your teacher, like, what's going on? Why are you fighting? And like, well, Johnny, <laughs> Johnny said I was fat and I'll just grow up. <laughs> Ignore him. He's been saying it for the last four years. <laughs> you just need to grow up. You just need to grow up. You just need to grow up. All right. Move on with it. And I'm, you're like, 
I remember being told like at the Greek schools, like you just need to grow up and move on with it. And I, I hated, like I would get pinched because I was tubby. I would just get pinched and I'd be called like titties and shit like that. Yeah. And, like when you're in grade five, like oh, he's got bigger titties than the rest of the girls. Yeah. That fucking just hurts, man. Absolutely hurts. And you're like, mom, I don't want this anymore. Like stop eating my chicken then. You know? <laughs> I'm picturing like a chicken coming out of the oven with butter on it. Ah. <laughs> uh, Man, <laughs> it's like that. that, that it's the food. North, man. I told it to you last time. <laughs> That's my Theocristina's chicken. Oh, like, it comes man. out of the oven, it's glistening. Lamb leg, man. <laughs> we had, we had, my mum made this, le- this lamb yesterday. Fucking amazing. It was just brilliant. Oh, Do you know what I had, man, yesterday? All day. Tureki? I sw- Mate, I woke up and I had work in the afternoon, so I didn't bother going to my theaters at all. Yeah. Because I went to bed late and it's like, for me to drive there, it's going to be like 40 minutes to get back. It's 40 minutes. And then I'm, I'm going to be there for an hour. You know? Yeah. I literally had tureki, half a wheel of tureki <laughs> with a coffee yeah. and then some um, kuluria. Uh, that was what I ate all day. That's what I survived on yesterday. My mum was like. Then I had a nazi goring at about a quarter to 12 <laughs> at night. <laughs> Are you fasting? Are you fasting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like for people who don't know, it's thir- like, is it 30 days? Like 40. 40. Okay. So 40 days, no dairy. Meat. 40 days, no dairy, no meat, no oil on Fridays yeah. and I think Wednesdays and seafood I think is allowed on Fridays. On Friday. Yeah. And it was like, did you ever do it growing up? Did your mum ever force you to do it? Be drunk? Like, nah, it's a serious I did, question. I did the week. You did the week. Okay. The week beforehand. Like what a struggle. Like, what do you mean we can't eat this? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Like, you, you kind of. What do you mean? Like, from a Tuesday, you're like, why are you making fuck yes for? Like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, with like, no oil. Yeah, you know like, I mean? what's this pasta? Where's the where's the sauce? <laughs> where's the sauce? Like, hey, can we get pizza tonight? No, <laughs> Macca's? No. Like, don't like. Where's the milk? Where's the soy milk in the fucking fridge? Like, just these alternatives start breaking. Uh, and you're like, oh my god, we're fasting. <laughs> it's on, it's on and, us. And it's, go to school, get bullied, and then eat your fucking soy cheese sandwich. Yeah, tarama with bread. Oh, that, that's it. I hate tarama. I hate tarama. Really? I hate it. Why? Absolutely hate it. Not my thing. Not my jam. Just <laughs> not my not my go to. I remember my old lady coming back. Dude, it was fucked. Easter was all Greek Easter was always during school holidays, so we we're yeah. always fasting during school holidays. Man, standard. I still remember Monday morning we'd wake up and my go-to was the cereal. Yeah. So no cereal. So we'd be starving, like just sitting there staring out the windows, like, you know, two, two cats just looking out. And my mom would come home at like, you know, 9.30 in the morning. She'd go and do like a, a shop and she'd have like a lagana, like a big roll mm. of bread, fresh bread and like a big thing of tarama. Me and my sister would just pounce on it and destroy like the whole thing. She's like, what are you doing? You can't eat a whole wheel of Bread. Yes, we can. Yeah, it's like, oh, hungry. What else are we meant to eat? Yes, there's a hundred things to eat. I, can- I bought you four kilos of bananas. <laughs> <laughs> that one's special. Like, she like that. You're like, four I don't, kilos I don't want bananas. I don't want bananas. And I, dude, like. Uh, oh, no, no, look, you take out, you take out the meat and the dairy. There are things to make. Yeah. Not things that you wanted when you were a kid. <laughs> no, you didn't want any of that shit. I remember like, like, is there butter? Yeah. Got you a whole tub of Nutalex. Yeah, Nutalex. You're like, it's just Nutalex. I think the thing with me now with the the whole, okay, you know what my problem is, man, with religion? 
that that is when we go for communion. There's one spoon that we share amongst 400 people. Yeah, that, that's entirely <laughs> safe. <laughs> and during COVID as well, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, no, no, definitely. It's fine. God's not going to get you sick. There's a guy <laughs> literally hawking his brains out from the dart that he finished in the car park. Just <laughs> and then he's gone to like metalavi while he's still got phlegm on his beard. I remember so growing up, and my mum like. Uh, we're going to go do communion. And you're like, yeah, yeah, cool, cool. I'll come. <laughs> and like, you're at, yeah, yeah, you're, at, cool, cool. you're at church and you're like, you're like, is that, is that Sophie? And you're like, Sophie's like, how many people in front of me is she? And mum's like, what's wrong? I'm like, I, I know what she did last summer. I don't want to share a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to share that spoon. And my mum's like, what? And I'm like, she's like, then 10%. I'm like, Mum, I can't share that spoon with that person. It's it's like sharing recorders when you're like doing music class. You can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do it. I don't want to share the fucking spoon. <laughs> I think that that is insane. The fact that that still happens, man. And like, oh, be nice. the excuse that that it's it's Jesus's blood. It's fine. No worries. Yeah, the death cult prevails. Look, the problem with me, man, with like major religion today, right? And it happens every Easter. The fashionably religious. Standard. Oh, right? pu- I got pushed by a girl wearing Balenciaga jumper at church yesterday. What do you mean pushed? Like, we're all standing there with the, the candles, and she's like, excuse me, and she just fucking full pushes me into my sister. She's like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, this bitch pushed, pushed me. And someone's like, shh. Said, shh. <laughs> 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 this bitch pushed me. <laughs> it's, everyone's talking, but I say bitch. Like, shh. <laughs> what are you doing? Shh. Bitch pushed me. <laughs> My sister's like, are you right? I'm like, I don't, because I wasn't prepared. Like, we're all standing outside waiting for the bell to ring. Just get fucking pushed by some random 18-year-old. You motherfucker. I can't. It's fashionably, this is the thing. It's fashionably religious, right? The fashionably religious come out every Easter, standard, right? All of a sudden, we get to the the Monday, and the Greeks, they're the worst. What are you going to wear, mate? What are you going to (laughs) wear? It starts with what church you're going to. It's like, mate, I don't believe in God. What do you mean? Okay, I'm... You weren't raised right, mate. Okay, okay mate. Okay, I've, I've got other things to worry about. Like, I don't give a fuck about Easter. But the, the the thing that pisses me off is the fact that I'm more well-versed on their own religion than they are. Yeah, I, I listened to a couple of things that you, like, at the beginning of COVID lockdown. Yeah. When I started pumping out your... Uh, Did you? Yeah, when I started... I don't, what, I don't know what I babbled nah, about. No, you babbled on a couple of things. I was like, he's fucking... He's, like, really well-versed on religion. And it was something you were telling um, some lady and you just went to town on it. <laughs> and I was like, ah, yeah, that's... Look, I am because I have an interest in religion generally. Yeah. Okay. It. What astounds me is the fact that you've got these, you know, Iron Age, myth, Iron Age historical events that may or may not have happened, have not been confirmed, or did, like you know, and people have built their lives around it. Not to the point of just building their lives around it, but have fought hammer and tooth for these things. Yeah. yeah. Whether it's Islam, whether it's Christianity, whether it's whatever it is, you know what I mean. And people forget, you know, like the Norse Vikings, you know. They had a belief system. You know, Thor that you see in the Avengers is a Norse god. Loki. These are all deities of a religion from northern Scandinavia. Yeah. They were the, the, the religions of the day until Christianity came along. And that's what shits me. People like act like the Christianity is the Bible and end all because it's just been around for 2,000 years. It's like, man, you watch the Avengers movie and you're literally watching Norse deities. They didn't just come out from nowhere. They're, like, they're no more... Accurately, or the no more, um, what's the name, verified than Jesus Christ is. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And it's like if people actually looked up who Loki actually was, 
they'd be like, oh, holy shit. (laughs) Yeah. It was the prankster demon, man. Yeah, like, like, did did he would... Transform himself into a fox or something. He was a prankster. Go, yeah, and then he was. Prank do you remember the people? mask? The movie, yeah, the yeah, mask. Yeah. That that mask was meant to be representative of like yeah. the mischievous, like de- like yeah, prankster. Um, and that's what bothers me, man. People in twenty twenty two, especially, COVID brought out all the the worst of them because everyone COVID brought it the worst out, out of all of us. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you because there are days where like with COVID bringing out the anti vaxxers the like the religious fanatics, it yeah. brought everybody out. And like, it was always like, it went hand in hand with being an anti-vaxxer and a religious fanatic, something along those lines. Yeah, because all of a sudden, see, this is the thing. This is what, like I said, it's a thing of convenience again. Yeah. Okay. And this is my point. I hammered this, I, I hammered it for the last year. I've, I've stopped talking about COVID. You don't have to mention it again. <laughs> no, no. I've stopped talking about COVID generally, but I'll, I'll, what I'll do is I'll, I'll quickly summarize. My point was, is that, People, especially during COVID lockdowns, found something, any form of crutch or excuse to try and give their position a bit of weight. And so what people lent into was religion. And YouTube. Yeah, and YouTube. And people on YouTube talking about religion mm. and saying how this is uh, for, being foretold and this is against my, my freedoms and this is against what God wants and not poisoning my body with this serum of the devil. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, really, cunt. You're at a rally. Arguing about, you know... Freedom. Yeah, freedoms and not poisoning your system while you've got a pack of PJs in your front pocket. Like, you're a fucking idiot. This is my problem. Easter always brings out the fashion to be religious. And the tradition around Easter, I don't have a problem with. Like, the customs are themselves. They're nice customs, right? We get Tzureki. I love Tzureki. If we went Jewish, we could actually have, you know, challah every fucking day and it wouldn't make a difference. Yeah. Right? But the problem is, is that these clowns become ultra-religious out of convenience, and all of a sudden, they've forgotten the fact that they were, you know, banging someone out of wedlock two nights earlier. They've forgotten <laughs> the fact that they've been eating meat for the last 40 days and it doesn't matter. Yep. And that's when I remind people, you're fasting for a week. Yeah, I only do a week. But your Lord and Savior demands that you do it for 40 days. No, well, look, it's just this way. And I, no, well, no, it's not. It's 40 days, not a week. Are you following the scriptures or are you, are you not? Look, I just do what I, I, I feel comfortable with. Okay, well, then you're not really... like that, that, You know what? That makes about as much sense as me going to the MCG, walking into the bar, right? By picking up a beer from the bar, you know, because they're just free pouring them at the G. So, yeah, yeah. mate, draft over there and uh, Northern over there. Sweet. Picking up two pots and then just walking out not paying for it. What are you doing? Look, I'm just doing what I feel comfortable with. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know what the rules are, but... Eh, I've come this far. I might as well just go the rest of my way. Yeah. That makes about as much fucking sense. It's like, I'm only going to fast on Friday. <laughs> Fuck off. And then, and the thing is, they, they fast for like two days out of the, the 40 days. They whittle that away. And I always ask the follow-up. Oh, so you've gone to confession. Where'd you find a priest to do confession? What do you mean? In order to take, conf- in order to take the communion, you need to fast for 40 days. You need to confess to a priest to cleanse the palate and the soul and then go in and take communion. Oh, no, I don't go that far. Then what are you doing? So I reckon confession to a Greek priest would be really scary. He'd, he'd like, he'd call you up, Dimitri. <laughs> Remember what you said? Yeah, after. Look, I won't tell anyone, but I need you to come down and fix the car. We've what? got a leak in the back of the church. It's like, yeah. Do you know a plumber? I don't, can't pay for it. It would be something, I, I can't confess to a Greek priest because it's, you don't know, like, yeah, I feel like I will get extorted. See, then it just says more about the priest than anything else. But that's my point. I I respect the religiously devout more than I do than the casually religious. 
because at least they're following whatever the fuck it is. Have some fucking um, conviction, man. Yeah. Have some conviction. Whatever it is, man. I don't give a shit what it is. Oh, you're a Collingwood supporter, you say. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But at least follow it through, man. But And that's the thing. When people say, what's the big deal? I'm like, the big deal is that this is such a big overreaching thing that has managed and influenced everything humanity has done for the last, you know, as, as long as civilization has existed and religion has existed. It, it influences so many elements of our lives. Yet you're going to take a casual approach to it or you're not going to be down the line about it or you're going to just sit on the fence about it. Like, man, fuck off. Like, you don't have that luxury. You don't have that luxury to tell me what's going to happen to my soul after I die so you better not, not touch yourself after dark. God seems to really give a shit about, you know, <laughs> what we're doing after hours in our bedrooms. It's like I've been told. Doesn't like, care about the kids in Somalia yeah. dying. Yeah. But, you know, if I... if I Like like, like I've mentioned previously, going to Greek school, I remember they're like, oh, don't, don't have sex outside of marriage. You're going to go to hell, this and this. And you're like, okay, cool, no worries. Just Dude, them, t- trying, them trying to tell us how to live our lives. The concept of hell as a thought and putting it on a child is abuse. For my concept of hell is me going back to that place that I used to work at and there's an endless docket line. <laughs> and it just, Order up. It's a, it's a Saturday. It's, <laughs> on, it's Anzac Day. Everyone's coming back from the shrine. They all want their breakfast. And, and I'm just you've in, got nothing but a little <laughs> camping hop plate. And you're like, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's my version yeah. of hell. Like it just it just goes replay. Camping just, hot plate, low flame, order up, ding ding ding, and there's four more dockets. Just just, just replay, and, I, and like the person who's writing the dockets is English, so <laughs> <laughs> they got that thick English accent, and then like the accents keep changing. Like, and I'm like, I can't read your handwriting. Like, what are you doing? Like, that's my version of fucking hell. I've like mentioned it previously. The one good priest I know is like when I baptized my nephew, yeah. and I remember him like. No questions after one o'clock. I'm going to the soccer. And like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, let's do this. And it, it, one of the nicest things is if you ever need anything, come speak to me, no problems, but send me a text. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't just rock up. Don't, don't show up like everybody else does. If you actually want to have a chat to me, like message me and call me and we can discuss. He's like, if you're planning on getting married, come down, let's have a chat as well about that. And I'm like, I'm like do you care if this and this? And he's like, mate, I don't care. Just come and talk to me. Like the, he, this guy was one of the good priests. He like he understands what how people are living at the at the moment. He's not one of those. Oh man, I can't speak to you because you know your missus is not Greek or this or that. <laughs> nah, look, man. See, my problem is is that people are so quick to jump on you about what reality shows you've watched and you don't. Right? They'll they'll hammer you if you're having a soy if you, if you're not having soy lattes and keeping up with the the Joneses. Like, what do you mean full cream milk? What a loser! <laughs> you know what I mean? But you start questioning religion, period. And it's not even, I'm not even questioning which religion you've picked. I'm questioning why you have a religion to begin with, right? Yeah. I've been spending a lot of time, like I've always sort of looked into it, uh, listened, listened to, but um, I listen to a lot of Sam Harris, right? Sam Harris is like a, a philosopher, basically, progressive, a progressive thinker thinking past religion, life without religion. And one of the overarching questions that he brings up is, you know, why, why is religion even a thing? And it all comes down to basically the fact of, of dealing with death. Yeah. Death is inevitable. Okay? Like, death is inevitable for everyone. Sooner or later, everyone kicks the bucket whether you like it or not. Yeah. Now, the question is, what happens after death? People seek, saw comfort 
in something. They needed an answer because then that would find that overarching comfort. So you create things like the afterlife. Yeah. This is what happens after you die. How do we know that? We don't. <laughs> no one does. No one's died and come back. Except for Jesus. <laughs> right? Theoretically. But it's like most people can't deal with the idea of dying. They don't want to deal with that concept, you know. And that's why a lot of people get to like 80 and they've never dealt with death, man. Like they've never even given it a thought. So they actually fear. Now, if you, if you were comfortable with the idea of death, like think about it this, yeah. Did we learn about death when we were in school? Never. They never wanted to bring it up. Exactly. They never wanted to speak about it. Why would you scare a couple of like 16-year-old kids? Then why would you scare a couple of 16-year-old kids and tell them that you're going to go to hell if you don't, you know? It would be like, you're either going to hell or heaven, but without the death part. They they like, they like never told you how to grieve or anything like that either. No. Like They could have actually started off with, look, guys, unfortunately, this is going to happen. And like this is Let's pretty much- Let's have a frank discussion This about- is pretty much what happens. And I know some of you maybe have gone through it at the moment, like grandparents and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. And like if you- like. You can guys can come and talk to me. And I, me- I remember going to school, having a really bad fucking day because someone passed away, and I got told to grow up. Really? Yeah. I, they're like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I'm, and I said, I'm having a bad day. And they're like, grow up. And this was my best friend growing up. Like, my best friend passed away in grade six. And I remember, so that school that we went to, I remember telling my teacher, hey, I'm taking this day off because I'm going to go visit my friend who's in hospital. And she's like, no, you're not. It just blatantly stared at me. She's like, no, you're not. I'm like, okay, whatever, but you can't do anything. I'm going. And I remember the principal coming in and saying, hey, look, so-and-so has passed away, unfortunately. And I remember going to his funeral later on in the week, coming back to school the next day, getting a detention. I got detention all week because I went to church not wearing my school uniform. Why should you have been wearing a school uniform? Exactly. I remember me and half the class, half the class showed up as well. Somebody didn't wear their blazer, two weeks detention. Grade six, we're talking about grade six kids. I remember it clearly and my mum just losing her fucking mind at the school. She's like, you're giving all these kids attention? Yeah, good luck getting them there. Good luck me fucking picking them up at 4.30, no worries. I remember that. And like that, that school and like with that community, they would never like help you. They'd never say, hey, look, this happened. I remember year 12, a kid that I went to school with had passed away. Yeah. He, um, he'd dropped out. He wasn't in school anymore, but it was, you know, he was known to us and he was in a car accident. He yeah. died. And we all left. I don't think, I think most of us didn't even bother going to school that day. We all left, went to the funeral, rocked up in our black and whatever. And I remember they were saying something about us not going because we'd be leaving class or something. And we're like, no, fuck off, man. Like, we're, we're going. Yeah, like, you, you can't go because, like, oh, I've only spent every day with this guy since I was three. Yeah. But you can't go. Yeah. How would I feel now if I told my mom I can't go? Like, if I knew what I, like, yeah. Like, now, like, oh, I didn't go to my mate's funeral because they told me I couldn't go. Now that I'm older, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Who and that's people? the thing. We essentially, religion provides a pathway to afterlife so death isn't the end. So it's not inevitable. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we just see life after death and it's continuous. So. It's like this inane fear of like not dying. Oh, no. Nah. And so the sweet talker of it is that, you know, if you do everything right now, you're only going to get even better once you're dead. The reality is, is that no one knows. Dude, I kind of don't want to spend forever in a garden, something like that. For no, eternity. that'd be fucking that's, torturous. That's not, that's not heaven. No one knows, man. And that's what sort of bothers me the most. No one's actually there to question it. They just go along with whatever's been put there because it's easy, easy to digest, it's palatable, whatever. The other part that scares me is, like, these books were written by 
you know, just men. No one knows. They were like, yeah, they were just written by men. Like, like what if the guy was like, uh, look, I'm just going to change this part over here. But they too. have, the, that's the problem, man. When you start looking into it, you start looking at the first testament, the, 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 the yeah, the old testament. Then you look at the, the new testament. Then you look at every variation. You look at the books, the gospels, Mark, J, like, they weren't written, Mark, gospel of Mark wasn't written by Mark. Gospel of Luke wasn't written by Luke. They were written by other people hundreds of years later. And the thing that bothers me is that no one actually looks at all these contradictory things. We're dealing with Christianity right now, right? You can do say the same thing about Islam. You can say the same thing about anything, right? It bothers me that no one actually looks at the overall arc of it and what there is to gain and what there is to, to, to sort of, what there is to gain by walking away from it and being free of the idea that if you don't do the right thing, you're going to go, if you don't do the right thing determined, as determined by what these people say, whatever group it is, yeah. then you're fucked. It's like, well, hang on, man. I said it, I have these arguments a lot with one specific friend who's a, a distant friend. They're not like a best friend or anything. And they're uh, Pentecostal, fundamentalist Pentecostal. I put up, I retweeted, I reshared something on Insta the other day that was about ScoMo, about getting him out of office. Didn't he like, doesn't he give money to his church or something? Like gives he's he's given like, he's donated millions to a, a charity Charity, yeah. quotation charity, with no website, no front office, no landline, nothing. He's put people from within his church in seats of power within his cabinet. Everything he's ever done, right? It was just like his rap sheet, yeah? yeah? And one of the things that he had there was about climate change, how there was no plan put in place for climate change, la, la, la. All this other shit, all this other negative shit as well, right? A whole bunch of other stuff, including revolved around his ch- happy clapper church and all that sort of stuff. One Pentecostal head that I know messages me and says something about the climate change thing. Ignores everything else in that rap sheet Please goes to me, climate did change. Did they say climate change is a lie? Did yeah. Say it's a myth? Had, yeah. Oh, She's yeah. a climate change denier. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you exactly her response, yeah? Did you write, look, Dars, if me and you sit in a room and I fart in that room, doesn't it change the climate? (laughs) (laughs) Get stuffy in here. (laughs) The the best interpretation of any religion I've heard from is from Homer Simpson. What's that? Homer Simpson. Yeah, look, what what do you mean? He's like, I'm just going to sit on the couch. (laughs) Dude, I I put up this thing and it said, okay, so please don't forget, okay? I reshared this from Sarah um, Oteri, that MasterChef uh, girl out in Perth. He went on a holiday during the country's worst fires. Yep, Hawaii. Yeah, saying he doesn't hold a hose. That was his response to it. It's like, well, I'm not a fireman. Like, why can't I go on holidays? Right? Like, if if you were in a position, of, <laughs> if you were in a position of power, and like something bad like that was going, on, you'd be like, "Fuck, let's get down there." You'd be the front line, man. You'd be, be like, there. Get down there for morale, for yeah, whatever, let's orchestrating, go. coordinating. Let's go. Like, I'm getting paid 500k a year, and once I retire, I'm going to get another 600k a year. Yeah, might as well spend a little bit of time down there helping. No, he was out. in Hawaii. Remember yeah. the shots of him sitting there in his yeah, cargo sitting shorts? next, to the, next <laughs> to the beach. Yeah, and after that, no one, most of Australia could not go on a fucking holiday after that either. Yeah, because of COVID. COVID. So. This guy enjoyed his fucking two yeah. weeks. Don't forget, a woman was raped in parliament and was pressured to leave her job. Yep. Okay? This is under his watch. They swept that under the rug, they did. Yep. All right, he said, bet that feels good to get that out. After Grace Tame finished her speech recounting her horrific, uh, horrifying experience. This year alone, his party has donated $18 million to a charity that has no website, staff, or office. In response to the apology made to the stolen generation, he said... Sorry isn't the hardest word to say. The hardest is I forgive you. 
Yeah, because he didn't want to say sorry. Did Putting it back on the Oh, mate, Rudd say sorry. Yeah, Rudd was the one. Kevin 07 was the one that issued the first apology. Yeah. To the, the Liberals have handed out $11 billion in subsidies to fossil fuel companies annually. Don't forget, he's got no climate plan, nothing. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. And the response by my old mate, for those who believe in climate change. And I just said, look, I go, the collective science world has proven climate change. The collective cult of religion has yet to prove a single tangible miracle. Don't go here because I've got a lot of work to do tonight and can't go back and forth on, on Iron, Age, Iron Age mythology. That, that was my words. Yeah. And she goes, I don't believe in climate change myself, but I guess it depends on what information you believe is true. Have a good one. It's what good. information you believe is true. So we can't, we can't believe what scientists say. They're full of shit. We have to believe what the churches say. That's, that's true. Yeah, that's the word. But that's what I mean. The, the blind faith thing doesn't fly in 2022 anymore. I'm fucking done with it. I'm so done with it. At least have a tangible reasoning behind what you're saying for whatever reason, but don't follow blindly and try and tell me that I'm an idiot because I'm actually looking at things. Did this person go to a Greek school? No, no. She's uh, <laughs> Lebanese. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then when it gets to Easter, man, and we start all that shit, and then I start hearing the, oh, I only fast for like three fucking days. I only do this. Then you ask them, you ask these standard people, man, about what they think in regards to the afterlife, what they think of what happens to death, la, la, la. These people aren't living like lives as Jesus would have wanted. They've redetermined what Jesus Christ actually preached they've redetermined what a wholesome life is do you think jesus wanted you to jam your face with botox <laughs> i'm just saying probably not disfiguring our bodies like that we're, we're disfiguring getting tattoos is a form of disfigurement you're not meant to do that the vain lives that we all live now through social media do you reckon that's what jesus christ would have wanted no assuming that he's, he existed as a person no we're in the Middle East in the Iron Age, and they've got names like Matthew, Luke, John. Yeah, really? I didn't even think about that. You want to go into the Levant at that era and tell me who the fuck existed? No way they had a name like Luke back then. <laughs> Can you imagine the market? Luke and everyone. Yo, everybody. What? Luke and Mark. Like, oh, Luke and Mark's down that road, or Luke and Mark's down that road. Yeah. Like, you mean the goat herder? No, the sheep herder. The sheep herder. The carpenter. Um... Fucking we are so far away from any principles that would have been preached and their lives are big fucking contradictions, man. Everything, everything is a contradiction and goes completely against any religious alignment. And that's what bothers me. See it through or don't see it at all. If you want to have a discussion about it, let's have a discussion. But do not sit here and tell me you have the answers based on your, your book. Look, man, if these churches start getting into NFTs, we're all fucked. <laughs> 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 like for sale, Luke NFT. You know, like first page one in an NFT. Dude, we'd, be, we'd be in trouble, mate. The Catholic Church. If you look at the Catholic Church as a whole, right, as a business entity, if you look at the real estate it owns, every church that it owns across the world, every relic, every piece of, uh, every artifact, every antique, all the donations of cash that it go untaxed unclaimed, unaccounted for. You could cover you could cover world poverty three times over, man. Well you know when that basket comes past the <laughs> church and like I've already and they're like you're looking at it like I've already spent five bucks on a candle. <laughs> I'm like Yeah. Like 
I've got a couple of friends who are like, oh, I've got to give 10% of my wages to the church. I'm like, huh? What, 10%? Like, yeah, 10% of what they make has to go to the church. And I'm like, what, what do you get out of it? Do you know, feel better. I'm like, about what? <laughs> about what? <laughs> the I'm, priest pulls up in an MR. <laughs> like, <laughs> about, what do you feel better about? Are you being broke? Like, <laughs> so when they need to go to the church to get bread, the church has got bread to provide. Uh, yeah, but doesn't like, I've seen all the old, old wogs bringing in that bread. Like, oh, we, all, we, all, we all baked this. Yeah. We all made this one. Yeah. And then you go behind the church and, like, you see the uh, the Merc just sitting there. But that's a fact, man. No priests are driving around in beat-up Camrys. I, I messaged you the other day and I'm like, hey, man, did you ever go to those, like, wog things that your parents... <laughs> like, I was, having a, I was sitting there having a flashback. I brought up with the old man today. Yeah. <laughs> Laugh. I was sitting there having a flashback when I was younger. I'm like, Jesus, did we go to these things? And I remember, like, going there, like, being forcibly... They forced us to go to these things. <laughs> and it was always like behind a church or something like that. And the adjacent hall next yeah, to the church. And pretty much for me to get the fuck out of there was I would turn the gas off. I would turn the gas lines off. If the wogs were cooking in the kitchen, I would turn the water off. Are you serious? Or I'd fuck the toilets You up. went that far? Yeah, just to get out of there. And I remember like there being a line out this toilet, like, because I remember dumping all the fucking toilet paper in there. I don't want to be there. No one wanted to be there. And I was like, because, like I mentioned, <laughs> you're, if a I go, you're a hellion. If I go to this fucking thing, I'm going to get bullied again. Yeah, and enough. I'm like, I'm about to, I'm like, I'm leaving. Saboteur. And just like <laughs> dumping all this toilet paper into the fucking thing. And all these old men, like, they all just, <laughs> became, <laughs> they all became plumbers. And then when they fixed it, like, un- unknown to them, I've always dunked all this fucking paper into the cistern just to fuck with them. <laughs> And like they then, all became then, then next week Must they're not. like then next week there's a collection for new toilets or something. I'm like, oh fuck! Like I would never want to go to those things. It's just like, oh, how, how are you living now? What are you doing with yourself? Like, fuck off, leave me alone. It's nothing to do with being antisocial or anything, man. It's just <sighs> I hated them. Yeah. I hated them because it always felt uncomfortable. Yeah. You know? If do you still like you don't go to the uh, the Greek festival, do you? No. You don't go to any of Like, I remember, I'm like, come come down, meet the family. We're all going to Greek festival. Like, Why would I want to do that? It's, no. It's the same thing if I go to my mom's house. It's always a festival there. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, man, and I'm not anti-Greek, like, in no way, man. Dude, when you see someone selling a servo for $18.90. What? Like, yeah. Where? At the um, Dibble Desk? Yeah, all those places, man. Servo for 18 bucks. Get the fuck out of here. $18 for a suv. That's they robbery. Put, they put no meat in it at all. Just lettuce. They've just had these lettuce. They just had these cans of coke sitting in the garage, like because they found them special at IGA for like <laughs> come come these festivals. We're going to make a fuck ton of money. They bought twenty like, cents a can. And you look at. Do you remember like you'd look at the can and it would say like Australian cola. It'd be like you're like what? This it was is always it? like RC cola. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. I didn't spend two fifty on this like sort of shit. Oh, yeah, man. garbage. Always garbage stuff. Look, I don't know what it's like in other communities. It's got to be just as bad. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like across town. You know what I mean? Like this. think about all the communities with Kinotites. I know the Ukrainians and the Russians have them. Yeah. The Vietnamese, the Cambodians, the Sri Lankans, um, the Bosnians. Fuck me. The Masos, the Albanians. Everyone does it. It's everyone, everyone, everyone goes through the same sort of thing that we do, I guess, in a different way. Do level. you feel like you're part of a community? No. No. <laughs> Fuck no. I'm part of my family, but I, don't, I never feel part of the Greek community. I never do. Because- you know, it's the thing of like here. It's always you're Greek in Australia, and when you go to Greece, you're Australian. 
they'll never look at you any different. No, you're Australian, 100%. Yeah, like, it doesn't matter if you've got your roots are deep embedded into this Australosis, area. and that's no, the no, end of it. You're not part of this. And then when you come back here, are you fucking Greek? And you're like, you, you don't belong anywhere. That's the other thing. Yeah. You don't belong anywhere. That, uh, dude, and the Greek community here, I love you guys, but some of you douchebags, they are. They continue on with the way that things it's that, scary. That were taught. It's scary how, ma- how many of them are still stuck in that Iron Age yeah. concept, man. Like, they haven't changed since high school. Yeah. None yeah. of them. Like, it's, I don't know. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't think of just, because I've mentioned this previously, like walking down Ligon Street and seeing some guys from school that I used to know and me being with my missus and they say to me in Greek, hey, I thought, you know, Greeks were Greeks, man. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, that's just, that's that, just that, one that, part, that part, that part still, still like catches me. Like, I still think about that. Like, Greeks were Greeks and like, yeah, the last Greek girl I was with tried to fucking kill me. But, really? <laughs> yeah, dude, like, like her ex-boyfriend fucking hunted me. Why? I'm so damn good looking. <laughs> such an attractive man. I, I am a fucking catch, people. <laughs> I am a fucking catch. Don't worry about all these tones. I'm, I'm, I'm st- <laughs> just that attractive. <laughs> Even the ex wanted you, man. I, I'm a good boy, man. I got a good job. I drive a nice car. I got, I got plenty of hair on my head. <laughs> Just, just going back a little bit. Just, just, just a catch. Just you know a mean? catch. Nah, it's just like ignorance. Like you, all you saw was this one way of living. You never explored out of there. Like, and there are so many Greeks. Like, oh man, I'm not going to Asian restaurant. What fuck's wrong with you? Like, tell me you've never gone to supper in at three in the fucking morning. Did I did it like six months ago? Exactly. Like I love that. I place. tried doing it. I tried doing it about a month ago. Like even Lin Lin Nang's for an after, uh, like they're closed now. I think, but like even going there, like I tried to go to supper in and they were too packed. It yeah. was one in the morning and the line was out the door. And Dude, I'm like, what a- do you mean? A- you go to A One Bakery now. It's full of Aussies. Full Aussies. Yeah. Not one fucking Greek though, because like oh we invented Peters. They're copying us. I like A One. A One's great. There's also. <laughs> A one's great, but I prefer to go to Zate a little bit further down Sydney. Yeah, Zate's good because they're, they're, it's not that busy. I don't know why I don't go to Zate more often. I think it's because the parking's there always a bit sketchier because it's on the corner. You can park behind there. Yeah, I know, but then you've got to come off, and then yeah. you, you know what I mean. It's more of a pain in the ass. Whereas A one is right near um, it's right near a corner. Used to have yeah. Get out. Parking.